if you don't mind, you can all stand to your feet. You can pray for me. Amen. Give the mic to Tambo. You guys can stretch up your hands and pray. Remember, the law expectation. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's just stretch all our hands and pray. Take your seats in heavenly places. Hey, I think I'm clearly excited today. Today's um, topic, message title, is going to be write it down. Just, just, just scroll up. Oh my God, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. There we go. Write it down. I want to speak about the power of recording our history with God. I thought I'd get an amen. amen. I did politely ask yesterday for you guys to bring your journals. Who brought their journals with them? Who hasn't got a journal? Oh. Okay. You, you can have one, sir. You can have one. Hey, hey. Hey. I want to encourage everyone in the house to bring pen and paper. Trust me, I'm a tech freak. I have every Apple product under the sun, but I have journals. And last night, as I was praying, um, the Lord led me to be still and to go over my journals, dating back maybe 2018. And it was powerful just to read the thread of what it was that God was speaking to me over the years. How many times God repeated himself to me, Tony, over the years. How many lessons that were still being learned and relearned over the years. But a powerful encouragement that, you know what? God speaks to me. And the most powerful prophecy you guys will ever hear is that you hear God. The most powerful word any man or woman of God can give you is that affirmation that you too can hear God. And I really want to, during this fast and during this month of September, we really want to emphasize this area of you hearing and doing, amen, what God said. 
So I'm going to come from a practical element first. Next slide. I saw this and I thought, you know what, is this would be a good way to give some practical advice and reasoning and evidence for the truth behind writing things down. Even before I get there, Susan gave us the scripture in James chapter 1. I believe the practical element of that scripture, we find it in Matthew 4, where Jesus is being tempted by the devil, yeah? The devil says, um, turn these stones into bread, right? Jesus says, it is what? It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. So Jesus had a word for his season. And any time God, sorry, Satan will come to tempt you or come to challenge you, it will always be based on what God has said. You guys following me? So more times our issue when it comes to the battle of sin is not so much that we're weak and vulnerable and we're just some bound people. It's do you have word in your life? Do you have a reference point where the enemy was going to challenge you and tell you, did God really say that? You can now say, God did say. And Jesus gives us a powerful, powerful word that was also written down. He says, man shall not live by bread alone. Bear in mind, he was fasting, so he was actually really hungry. What does that mean? He received insight that my daily sustenance, satisfaction, is not by what my hands can produce or what my mouth can eat, but the word of God. And this is how precious the word is. And this word doesn't only have to be what the Bible actually says. It can be what it is that God's also instructed you in a particular time of your life. Remember last year we spoke about Rhema? Remember? Do you remember? If you don't, let's tell me no, we'll go over again. Talk about logos, rhema, and graphe. Rhema word being a spoken word, a word that God speaks over you in the present time. Yeah? So those words you don't necessarily see in the Bible, but God can speak to you through that at a particular time, and it becomes a rhema word to you. And the rhema words are the words that build you up. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word, the rhema of God. So when God wants to build you up, when God wants to elevate your faith. It's going to speak a word to you in season. Amen? Amen. So here we see a paradigm, a, 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 sorry, a diagram, where it says, keeping it in your head, mental clutter. I'm going to emphasize everyone is real. God speaks to you. Sometimes you can't hear him because you've got too much clutter. Writing down produces mental Clarity. I don't know. Do I have, do I have any journalists in the, in the building? People that journal every day? Okay, wow. Three people, four, wow. And they're all female. Well done, man. See, I journal. I actually write every single day. And if we're going to build this thing called self-awareness, if we're going to talk about being, um, what the world says, being, being one with yourself, being able to know what you're actually thinking, being present, we need to be able to decipher what's going on in our minds. Of 
Because more time, God is speaking to us every day. But there's so much garbage, clutter, so much distraction, just so much stuff going on that if we actually took time to be still and to write it down, we would begin to join the pieces together. So sometimes the mental clarity we're looking for is very practical. It's pen and paper and it's write it down. You guys follow me here, yeah? Next, next slide, please. So, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10 to 11, we've got a book that was also written by the Apostle John. Um, and here we see a picture. The picture is this. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches. So Apostle John is on an island called Patmos. He's been exiled. Thank you. And he's in the spirit. So he's in a place called the spirit realm, yeah? on the Lord's day. So he has a time and a place to commune with God. Yeah? And he hears a voice behind him saying, I am Alpha Omega, etc. He commands him, what you see, write it down. The spirit realm it's a realm of voices and pictures. And as new creation, God has anointed your imagination. And when he speaks to you, which is going to be through here, guys, there is a, um, what's the word to use? A responsibility for us to be still for a moment. And just by faith, sometimes, I'm going to say, you, you, you might get it wrong, it's okay. But just by faith, Knowing that he speaks to you, write it down. You see, in the spirit, let me just write down what I Seeing is hearing, and hearing is seeing. What do I mean? Jeremiah is called by God to be a prophet. Jeremiah 1, verse 9 to 10. He says, Jeremiah, what do you see? He says, I see an almond tree. And God says to him, you have seen well. That whole dialogue was verbal. But it was God speaking, telling him, what do you see? And God checking what he sees was according to what God was seeing. What does it mean? It means that it's one thing for us to see stuff. But we must know what it is that God is saying about what we see for that to be true prophet, prophecy. Does that make sense? So more times in the spirit... You know, my wife is very visual. She dreams, she sees stuff. I'm very much more verbal. But when God speaks, the speaking in our mind becomes a picture. When you see something, when you see it, you can verbalize what it is that you're seeing. You guys hear me, yeah? So it's a two-way stream. But I want you guys to practice the art of writing it down. Because more times, we don't know fully what it is that we're seeing or hearing. But as we write it down, God gives 
download. You know, in church we say download. God will speak it to me. It comes more times from us digesting, meditating, asking God questions. When David was preparing the temple for his son Solomon, he said that I gained understanding because the hand of the Lord was upon me in writing. So as David was writing, God was inspiring and giving him the details and the measurements of the temple to give to his son Solomon. So I really want to emphasize the, the, the as we say in A&T, if it's spiritual, it's practical. It's very spiritual to write down what God is saying. You guys follow me, yeah? Next slide, please. So basically, guys, go back, actually. I want to emphasize during this fast, have a time and a place to hear from God. This scripture tells us that he was in the spirit as a place on the Lord's day, which is Sunday. And John was expecting to receive from God. Tambo read that scripture that even lions grow hungry. And you guys understand, lions don't get hungry. When they're hungry, they go and kill so for a lion to go hungry, they mean something is wrong. But the Bible says those who trust in the Lord will lack nothing. So I want you to have an expectation that God is and has and will be talking to me. And I'm going to write it down by faith. Amen? Next slide, please. Yeah, next one. How long got left? Sorry, guys. Well, Work into time. So, to worship with your mind is to dictate who governs your life. The reason why I'm echoing this area called the mind is because this is the area where God is going to speak to you through your thoughts, through your imagination, through what's going on in here. And it's really interesting that the Bible commands us to meditate on the word day and night it means that God is trying to become the chief influencer of your thoughts. He's trying to become the paradigm and your new perspective on life. So, if you do what I say to do, you may end up in a spooky place if it's not with the Bible or with God. And Romans chapter 8 says something really interesting that builds a perfect picture for this. Next slide. New King James says this. It says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. The Bible says, worship the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Paul says there's two types of people. Those who set their minds on the flesh 
Those who set their mind on the spirit. Key words in both statements is set. This is very intentional and practical. By default, because we're full in nature, we are going to set our minds on the flesh. But as believers, as new creations, we have been given the grace and the opportunity to set our minds on the things of the spirit. He says, one place will end you in death, which is the flesh. Spiritual mind will end you in life and peace. Much a translation, and I'm going to break it down a bit more further. I like how this guy broke it down. He says, those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, but never get around to exercising it in real life. I mean, I don't know, that's been me, fam. Has that been you? You know, it's funny, it doesn't work, and then we blame God. Those who think, just think that, you know what, I can do this on my own. He says they end up obsessed measuring their own moral muscle. But don't actually ever get around to exercising it. So this paints a picture where the morality, the, the fruit of the spirit, the good life we're looking for, we can't do it on our own. And when we try, we never get around to exercising it. That's where these thoughts of failure and guilt come from. We tried it, not with God. You guys follow me, yeah? But those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them. Once again, those who believe God realize that, Ra, God speaks to me. Living and breathing God. Their obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads out so leads us out into the open, into a spacious and free life. Focusing on self is the opposite of focusing on God. Let me say that part again. Focusing on me is the opposite of focusing on God. Paul says, when we just acknowledge that you know what, I need God, aka trust God, you actually discover that God was already there waiting for you to give him your attention. I make all this because as you do this, you're going to be able to write things down. The issue with our daily living, if we're all going to be real here, is how much attention do you give God? And sometimes it's hard if you're giving God attention if your mind's all cluttered. So the art of writing things down is making room for God to speak to you and for you to head up with clarity and for you to build that up with confidence. You guys following me? So to be spiritually minded is, is, is not so much about how long you can speak in tongues and all those things. It's, it's do you give God attention? I'm telling you, life is different when you give God attention 
You just realize that how much of the day it has spent on self. As little as just giving the, the beggar attention of like, I don't know, giving him money or giving a prayer or something. That's the, the art of acknowledgement. In London, there's, there's a spirit of ignoring people. You know, we just, we just get on the tube, get on the train. I've got to get to where I get to. There's a lack of attention. It's just busy. I'm busy. How are you? I'm just busy. Busy doing, I'm busy. <laughs> you know? The hustle and bustle. And life is real. You know what I'm saying? Right now, life is life. In. I've got my, 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 my bill. <laughs> Susan will tell you, man, it was 3 in the morning. I said, babe, they're charging us this month. I said, babe, Ayo, it's 3 a.m. I said, babe, I don't think you understand what's happening. Fam. I can't lie, I think about it every single day. <laughs> Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> so life outside of God is already designed to occupy you yourself. So the more I'm thinking about it, I'm worrying about it, I'm getting anxious, I'm getting whatever, yet the word says, seek first the kingdom. Don't worry about tomorrow. You know, God's got me on, the word God gave to me, entering September, is daily. Right to do this, Ayo, for today. You guys know my life, doing bare stuff. But God said, forget doing the whole, you know, try to do the whole six months plan thing. Ayo, today, this. And what it's doing is that it's, it's bringing an element of stillness and awareness. Where even now, I'm opening myself up to be led by the Spirit. Where I'm not just doing what I know I need to do, but God, what do you require of me today? That's how we lose self. You guys follow me, yeah? Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God. Ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing and God isn't pleased at being ignored. You see, that word please is really interesting because there's another scripture that tells us how to please God. It's impossible to please God without what? How does faith come, guys? And hearing? Write it down. Take note. And Apostle Susan said, actually do it. And that scripture is really comforting because when you read Hebrews 11, guys, those, those guys did amazing stuff. Moses, Noah, Abraham. But they did very mad things as well. They, in our eyes, according to human standard, they actually felt. But in God's eyes, that's his hallmark of faith. Those are his heroes. And so God ain't asking Tony for perfection, you know. He ain't asking for you to get everything right. He's asking for you to trust him. To take him at his word. Psalms 33, he said, what, what did he say? He said, even when I'm in depressed, he hears my prayer, guys. That blessed me. Let's be honest, some of us think God doesn't hear us based on our condition. That's not Bible. God does not ignore the cry of the righteous, of his beloved. Even in the place of the pit, God is there with you. 
So hearing God ain't about how clean you've lived. It's about whether you're open enough to allow him to speak into your life and you want to do what he is that he's saying to you to do. You guys follow me here? Yeah? Uh, next slide, please. Okay, I just said that. Now. Yeah, next one. Okay. So, I put down here, get spiritually minded. Get spiritually minded. Be spiritually minded. I, I want to actually tell you, you already are. Can you give God the attention to speak to you? This get spiritually minded ain't about you trying to get and just be right and do right. It's about today you just give God the first. You give God your attention. You ask God, Father, how are you? I don't even know. Whatever. <laughs> That's what it means to be spiritual. Because to hear God means you need to be alive in your spirit. So I don't, want, I don't want to spookify this word to make you feel like you need to be a person who has learned ten tongues and whatnot. Spiritually minded is giving God attention. I put down here, by allowing the word to become your meditation. Can I give you the truth, guys? Every day, something on this planet is trying to get your attention. Is your meditation might be Insta, might be TikTok. Might... When you give something your full attention, that's meditation. In the Hebrew, meditate um, is a picture of a lion growling at its prey. When lions are ready to attack, they give full attention to their prey. Ask yourself, when last did you give full attention to God's word? How often are you reciting his word? And this isn't about reading 10 chapters in the morning. Sometimes my devotion looks like one verse. Yeah. Even out of that verse, that one word. And I just still myself. I practice something called being still. Quietness or, or little soaking music. Pen and paper once again. And I write whatever I feel that word is speaking to. That's meditation. What happens with that is that I guarantee you, based on whatever word God is revealing to you, the enemy will come and test it. But you will have a response. Why? Because you meditated. That word is in your spirit, it's in your heart. David said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Your transformation is in who influences your mind. Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I put down here, you are what you eat. And this links back to the prayer of give us our daily bread, which is the word of God. So, I dare say that the outcome of our life right now is just based on the intake of the word that we've taken. 
your life right now is a summation of the wisdom that you have. And God wants to give you wisdom through his word. Your spirituality, where you're out of your walk with God, is just based on what it is that you're giving to your word. I want this fast to make us word freaks, word addicts. I, I want this fast to, 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 to lower the noise of the world and, and, and heighten the voice of the spirit. You see, fasting, if you do it properly, guys, you're going to hear God more clearly. The goal of fasting ain't just not eating. The goal of fasting is strengthening your spirit. So you should come at this fast a lot more spiritually sensitive. Next slide, I'm going to close up. Next one. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Here in these two verses, we see God marrying body, soul, and spirit. Paul was challenging the people in Romans because they separate what you do in the body from the spirit. They said, God doesn't care what you do with your body. How you are in your spirit matters to God. And he's like, no, Benjamin, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He says that presentation is actually spiritual worship. Other versions say reasonable service. So serving God is worshipping God. But then he says, listen, the real battle here is this. You lot are listening to ideologies and nonsense philosophies that are trying to conform you to this world. But there's a transformation, there's a new you that is yet unveiled that will come through the renewal of your mind. And that renewal of the mind is allowing what God has said about you to become your confirmation. And God has so much faith and trust in you being his new creation, he says that you lot will test what it is that I've said. And you look will prove that the will of God, that the righteous life, that being a believer is good, acceptable, and perfect. Let's rise to our feet. Can you go to the last slide where I put down um, no, the one before this one, please. In A&T, we really want to emphasize, if it's spiritual, it's practical. I'm going to challenge all of us, because obviously a lot of us said that we don't journal already, to really ask God for the grace to write things down. Writing is spiritual, guys. Writing is healthy. Writing is practical. 
And I'm going to tell you guys for real, as you yield and obey this instruction, you're going to see how much God has and will speak to you. And you're going to receive new direction and clarity concerning your future. You're going to receive affirmation and, and uh, just a new understanding of how God thinks and feels about you. You're, you're, you're going to receive that thing that you think the world can offer you, but you're going to find it in God's presence. Father, lift your hands. I present every single person in this building. And God, I ask, may you release a grace to be still in your presence. Release a grace for us to build our confidence and trust that you will speak to us. God, I speak to every vain imagination and every lie of the evil one that seeks to come against the knowledge of God. I speak to strongholds in the minds today. I speak to any even issue in the area of mental health today. Lord, we know that the Bible says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And right now we release peace over every individual under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. I speak that through this writing it down, God, you will build confidence in us. That we will walk as children led by the Spirit about the Father's business, shine our lights, people seeing our good works and giving glory to our Father in heaven. We decree this now in Jesus' holy, righteous name. We have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Y'all may be seated. I want to encourage y'all, make sure next week you bring your journals. Okay, cool. And make sure you bring your journals. We'll make it a habit. And you guys write things down. Build history with God. Amen. I'm telling you, man. It blessed me last night. That's to read stuff from four years ago. God. I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even lost my train of thought now. But it really blessed me, guys, to read what happened over the last four years. I really want to encourage you guys. Build history with God. Write it down. I'm looking forward to passing down journals to my son. You know, that's how far I'm thinking. I'm looking forward to 30 years from now, seeing stuff that God said to me when I was 20-whatever coming to pass. There's something powerful about writing things down. Our whole Bible was written down. Imagine nobody read the Bible, Tambo. Well, I have nothing to reference to right now. Amen? So time is fast, Ben. I'm going to quickly go through.